dear listeners, welcome back. It's Janet here, here and welcome to the British Whisper, the place to be to know which stories are making the headlines and learn the English you need. On the website thebritishwhisper.com you can find the link to the web page with full transcript of this episode. And in this episode I'm going to focus on some news about journalism and especially about how newspapers are changing their way to use language. Are you curious to know more? Well, stay tuned until the end to know what I'm talking about. I'll learn some new English expression and some words you can use in your daily language. The Wall Street Journal is eliminating usage of courtesy titles. The routine use of honorifics, courtesy titles, uh, has been eliminated from the news pages of the Wall Street Journal. The journal has been one of the few news organizations to continue to use the titles under the long-held belief that Mr. and Mrs. and so forth help us maintain a polite tone. However, the trend among almost all newspapers and magazines has been to go without, as editors have concluded that the titles in news articles are becoming a vestige of a more formal past, and that the flood of Mr, Mrs, or Mrs or Miss in sentences can slow down readers' enjoyment of our writing. In addition, dropping courtesy titles is more in line with the way people communicate their identities. It puts everyone on a more equal footing. This isn't totally new ground. In the um, Wall Street Journal magazine and podcast or videos uh, as well, uh, nobody was using, you know, just the, uh, these um, uh, honorifics. And the journal also recently dropped the routine use of corporate designation, uh, Inc, Corp or Co, to similarly keep the writing more streamlined, approachable and lively. The new change has been coming to effect last May and many other newspapers are updating themselves in this way as well. Talking about newspapers, the New York Times has launched enhanced bylines with more information about how journalists did the reporting. This is a very curious thing. Um, uh, in, in, in May, uh, actually, uh, mid of May, the New York Stories Online will no longer include the traditional dateline that tells where a story was reported from. Instead, certain stories will have an enhanced byline that tells readers more about how journalists did the reporting. The Times had made changes to its deadline conventions before eliminating actual dates in 2007. The dateline will still appear in print, though the Times Print Hub is working on its own experiments to adapt the new format. And talking about, you know, just these new and spy lines, the Times has been experimenting with them since January 2022, first on the Business and International Desk and later expanding to others in the newsroom. Edmund Lee, who was previously a Times Media reporter on the business desk and now is assistant editor at the Times Trust team, said the idea for ends by lines to replace deadlines had been talked about in the newsroom since at least 2017. The Trust team research found that readers trust journalists more when they know the process of how it was produced. 
One of the specific elements of our journalism convention that has always been befuddled readers is the deadline, Lee said. People don't know what daytimes mean. When they see Washington or London in all caps in the lead of the story, they might get that the story took place in Washington or London, but they don't necessarily know that the reporter was physically present in those locations. A big part of ensuring trust is letting people know we are where we are, say we are. So, other news, news outlets has also been experimenting with variations of extended or enhanced bylines, typically at the top of a story, before the first paragraph. The enhanced byline field has been built into the Times CMS, so reporters and editors can choose from three options. A plain byline with just the journalist's names, a simple dateline with the journalist's name followed by a reporting from uh, X or Epsilon, or an enhanced byline that includes both dateline information and description of how the story was reported. This is a way to modernize how we do what we do, Lee said. It's more colloquial, it's more plain spoken, and at the end of the day, it's just good journalism to be more transparent and explain how you gather your news. Last December, also another very important update happened. Google updated its search ratings guideline to prioritize the search results that signal experience or expertise. And so Lee said that the enhanced bylines will help surface time stories in Google searches. But he said it wasn't the reason for the change. That was just a nice coincidence, he said. <laughs> we weren't aware of Google's pending change until very recently, though we've been working on enhanced bylines for over a year, he said. We are looking at updating our author pages, which should help with authentication across the internet. A plain byline will still suffice for most time stories. Simple datelines will apply to any stories reported outside of New York, while enhanced bylines will apply to the reporter's and editor's discretion. The Times audience research found that the readers most want to know about reporters' experience and relationship to the subjects we are covering. So, what do you think? This is a good idea. Are you interested in knowing more about how reporters are doing their job? What is your feeling when you read an enhanced byline? Or do you want to know more about the journalist who told the story? Let me know by sending an email at thebritishwhisperer.com or about commenting on my Instagram page. And this is the end of today's episode, guys. So thank you again for listening. And um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. And if you enjoy my show, please hit subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you don't miss any other episode. And please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. And if you want to support me, you can offer me a coffee on coffee, um, which is uh, uh, a very a very nice way to support. Uh, link in my bio or in my Instagram or in my website, thebritishwhisper.com. That would mean a lot to me to support my expenses for podcast publishing and newspapers subscriptions. To stay up to date with The British Sweeper, follow me on Instagram and spread the word. And you are welcome to share any feedback, thoughts or ideas, writing an email to thebritishwhisper at writeme.com. And I hope you can take some valuable information from this episode and apply it to your English learning. And be sure to come back next time for the next episode. So, until then, I'm Kiara Tia and this is The British Whisper.